You record? Hello, ordinary to extraordinary listeners. On today's episode, number 115. Uh-oh. What? I forgot to start up our actual episode with the way that I normally do. You did? No, I didn't. I didn't say hello to you. This is Ben Clint. Or... I'm Ben Clue. I just pulled a Stephen Brown. I forgot how to speak English. So you can do it now if you want. Welcome to Orchestra Extraordinary. My name is Ben Clune. This is my Scottish friend Stephen Brown. Today we're talking about fun. We're talking about what are you doing for you and fun. Fun's a big part of it. We uh, gotta have fun. We argue about wineries and breweries. Yep, and shoes. And shoes. And we agree on a lot of things and how to mentally and physically rest in order to perform at your best. Well, even even to some degree, our own journey of discovering the difference between physical and mental rest and how differentiating the two to help determine which one it is that you actually need, right? Because if you're bleeding, you got to make sure you're putting the bandage in the right place. I like that. You just talked for ages. Did you even breathe when you were talking there? I don't need to breathe. I still haven't. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Episode 115. Boom. That's all right. It doesn't need to be positive all the time, Ben. Can you tell we're recording now? Yeah. What we're we recording on today, Ben? Fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. What? That was how we started with the that topic. Was how, yeah. When I texted you this morning, I said, "Let's." What, how? What did I? Fr- I actually phrased it quite nicely. What did I say? Let me see. I, let me see. I'll read it. I'm going to read what I said to you, Stephen. I said, "Fun." And the concept of how when you're older, sometimes you need to schedule time to have fun intentionally, right? Uh, even in the face of looming deadlines. End of podcast. Boom. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I think I said to you, there's a great topic there, but I want to expand it more. So what I really want to ask is what are you doing for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Including having fun. Totally. You not with fun. yourself, not to yourself, but for yourself. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying, Stephen. Hey, that's me. I'm the clarification guy. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, but so you've made notes. I don't. I but I did just. just I did just spout a bunch of stuff to you that I think we can kind of <laughs> digest and, and go with. I think I'll remember most of it. You won't. Let's go. Ready. How do you want to do this? Let's talk like we normally do. All right. Probably be the best way to do it. And I'll frame it. I'll start with framing it. All right, you frame it. So I think the whole idea here is that when you're young, you have a lot of disposable time, we're going to call it, right? And actually, I put it this way. I was like, when you're in elementary school, right, you're like, oh, God, I'm so busy. I don't even know. And then middle school comes around. You're like, why did I think I was so busy in elementary school? Oh my God, middle school. And then high school comes around from middle school and you're like, middle school was a freaking breeze. This high school thing's a bizzo. And then college comes around and you're like, wow, I was wrong. This is definitely the worst of them all. I have no free time at all. And then you graduate from college and you become, uh, you know, you have a career and everything like that. And you're like, God, college was really nice. There was like, I didn't have to cook. I didn't have to do anything. There was not all these other ancillary things that I had to do. I just lived in the dorms, did my homework and hung out. And then you get married and you have kids and you're like, time? What's that? That's such a novel concept. Like, I don't even know. Free time? What does that mean? Like, is that the time when I get to sit on the toilet for like five minutes longer than normal in Facebook? Is that, is that my, is that my free time where I get to take care of myself? Mm. And, uh, so the idea of 
in the face of looming deadlines, in the face of making the kids lunches, doing the laundry, just all of the things that demand your time, being intentional with taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others is how I would kind of frame this. I like that. But can I comment on some of what you just said? What do you think there'd be anything else that I'd expect from you? I'm not disagreeing with you. I just want to point out that your life and my life, again, is so different. Because those first 21 years of life that you described from elementary school to middle school to high school. Still your current reality? No. 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 I did never thought I was stressed out or busy because I put zero effort into any of them. I was naturally intelligent, which I know is kind of messed up. I've never studied for an exam in my life. I told teachers that I'm not doing homework. If I don't learn it in your class, it's your fault because I'm not going to learn it. And it took me a while to sort of verbalize that to teachers. But um, yeah, like what you just described, like you think you're busy. Like the only thing I ever put any effort into in terms of being busy and growing when I was younger was sport. Yeah. I had zero interest in studying. I had zero interest in doing homework. Loved school, surprisingly enough, and loved the things that I loved. But if it wasn't captivating to me, I was putting no effort into it. And I still do that, I guess, to an extent. But I certainly work hard on a lot of things now. Mm-hmm. And I'm still the same. If I'm not interested in it, you're getting the absolute minimum amount of my t- attention that it deserves. And that's it. So I think it's just another point, that another time where I can point out that you and I are beyond different. Yeah, the difference is a good word for us. Yeah. <laughs> But yet it works. It works. And, and I think there's a good balance there between... Well, and I think we've come from two very different perspectives, which mm-hmm. is why this this works. And you get two very differing viewpoints a lot of the times because our perspectives are so different. But, yeah. but I, was a, to, I was a terrible student in that regard now that I think of it. Like, I just... No, I'm not doing this. This is stupid. Show me a practical application in the world or I'm not doing it. And so many teachers couldn't give me practical applications of the things they were trying to teach. And I'm like, I'm not using brain space for this. It's not fun. <laughs> well, that sounds like Stephen. <laughs> so one of the uh, examples of this that we were going to bring up was, oh, gosh, I don't even know when we planned this, but we'll say a week prior to the event, we were like, you know what? Like Walla Walla, Tri-Cities area is opening up a little bit. Let's go down and play a round of golf. It's going to be mid-60s down there. The courses are open. We're going to take a day, drive down, play a round of golf, with some of our some of our friends and get outside for a little bit, right? And so we took a Friday, locked ourselves out on a Friday, intentionally did that, right? Locked ourselves out on a Friday, and then drove down to Walla Walla and played around a golf in thirty five mile an hour wind. I would not say it was the most relaxing round of my life. You're exaggerating a little bit. It was only thirty mile an hour wind. Thirty two at best, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> sustained. Sustained wind. Yeah. It did not let up. My lips are still Chapped. It was. It was. It was a rough round. Yeah, it was warm. It was. Pl- it, I mean, it was, it, okay, pleasant, yeah, pleasant temperature. It wasn't cold. No, it, it was a light jacket. But uh, I think the experience of just disturbing your normal routine is also positive, right? And and and, and helps with that m- being mentally replenished, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? That's like if I do the same thing for four weeks straight every day. I start to lose it a little bit, right? And, and that spontaneity. I, I know that we've uh, talked before that I see a, uh, a psychologist, basically, 
um, and performance coach at this point now too. But um, one of the things that we talked about is novelty and and how if you're just static a lot of the time, life kind of can get boring, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like if you, you got to do gratitudes to find joy in, 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 in the static times, but also like just novelty, new things, planning out a Friday to go play around a golf with your buddies, right? And things to look forward to, I think, is really important for helping fill your mental bucket back up. I agree. Speaking of those kinds of things, you remember our spontaneous trip almost a year ago? Like it's a, next week, it will be a year ago we went to Vegas. Yeah, before right before the COVID down. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I might do that again next week just for shits and giggles. Do it. Um, so, on what you were saying, um, I agree that spontaneity and just is great but also planning stuff out that you can look forward to is great yeah but i also thrive on routine so i don't want people to think that we're not saying don't have a routine don't have it's just make your routine fun so for me there's non-negotiables in the morning well and sometimes routines won't be fun though i think that's the other part like i know you're a very routine oriented person but like make your routines fun it's like sometimes you make routines because it's not fun (laughs) I'm also the guy that if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Or if it's not fun, I'm going to make it fun. Like, how can we take a task that has to be done, a a mundane, menial, non-gratifying task, and make it somewhat gratifying, right? So going to the gym sucks for a lot of people. So what do I do? I go and I make sure I see people that I know, right? Have nice discussions, pleasant haze, and how are you, and watch news. Interaction. Things like that. So, I mean, that's one way that we break up the monotony of some of my my routine right um you know i often i have so many standing calls and when we get on them there's different people lead in different ways some people are just straight to business some for me i have standing calls with people that i know as soon as they're on the phone with me it's like look i don't care about work for the next five minutes i don't say that out loud i'm just like hey what did you do over the weekend right any success stories from last week? What do you have going after this meeting today? What are you doing? How are you? And it's those sound like really mundane questions, but by focusing on those things, you inject a little bit of personality plus fun to the call, and that's what people remember over and above. So much for do not disturb on yeah. your computer. I don't know what that was. It didn't show anything. <laughs> I was like, what just popped? Something popped up on your iPad, yeah. though. Oh. So the other thing that I wanted to focus on there when you were talking about that was the um, the uh, the trip that you were talking about, or golf trip. Mm-hmm. I got some listener feedback last week, and it's a good idea that we should start setting some challenges. And it doesn't have to be a challenge. For it can just be for listeners? For listeners. Okay. Just asking them for feedback, specific feedback in every episode. Hey, reach out to us and let us know what you think of this. Yeah, we've done that before, yeah. But... I'm going to have a call to action right here where I want people to let us know what they think about wine tasting because I want to explain this situation <laughs> and how much fun we had with this because it was a 50-50 split. So we were in Walla Walla, which is wine country. I love wine, love a good glass of wine. Um, I like trying new wines, but I'm committed to a glass. I don't have any interest in going to a winery and sitting and getting five different drinks that you have to wait on. You're finished your glass, you're waiting for somebody to come over and pour and all that bullshit, right? So (laughs) we were split 50-50 on this to where we finished golf. I can't eat cheeseburgers right now because I gave up bread for Lent and obviously there's buns, which include bread. So Travis and I, our buddy, 
we wanted to go and get food. After the gal told us there's nowhere to get food on the way back. <laughs> well, we were only on a time crunch because of you, selfish ass. Which we were um, prior to planning this. <laughs> but then you tried to call an audible halfway through the day. And then Travis wouldn't go with it. But anyway, <laughs> let me let me finish with a challenge here. So the premise was two of us wanted to go eat, but two wanted to go to the pretentious winery. And Wow, leading the witness much? <laughs> well, it's my opinion. I think wineries are pretentious as fuck. Um, I don't care what's special about the grapes, what who's shit in the soil what's going on with it how it's crushed differently why you're getting that taste i just want to put it in my mouth and say i like that or i don't like it give me a full glass instead of five different kinds and all the story behind it and blah 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 i'm the same with breweries by the way i'm not a fan of breweries i find them very blah i like dive bars sports bars cheeseburgers nachos those kinds of things especially after a long day in the wind on the golf course also this winery didn't have food which was a bone of contention. So I ended up eating a bag of beef jerky on the way home. So I'm mad about that, but I want opinions on this. Wineries and breweries, pretentious or not? I'll also put in this asterisk slash caveat. The golf course we were at did serve food. Bad food. It was food. How, how did you enjoy that hot dog you ate? I didn't mind it at all. Did you eat a hot dog? No. Travis said the hot dog was awful and he threw half of it away. Well, we're talking about being pretentious. <laughs> Who do you think's the pretentious one there, huh? <laughs> anyway, uh, that was our fun argument for two and a half hours driving home on Friday. I, I should have just been like, I, I was the adult, you know, I was the driving the one driving the car having to listen to you guys bitch about hamburgers for two, well, two hours and 44 minutes was the drive. I just wanted some legitimate food and not I don't know why a glass of wine. Glass of wine was delicious. All five of them. Well, they weren't full glasses. I know. They were little glasses. And we had to sit there while Patrick, our friend, asked if he could revisit the caps off. <laughs> I almost fell off my chair <laughs> laughing at him. What an asshole. What a stupid thing to say. Can I revisit? Or how about, can I taste that one again? I'm not sure if I like it. You just got to get the wine tasting league going down. That's horseshit. Just ask if you can. Yeah. Anyway. I enjoyed the wine tasting, which leads me into something that I want to talk about, actually. Okay, go for it. Is people's different ways of relaxing. Because what I found out on this trip <laughs> is that we all, four of us, have very different ways of re- relaxing. And I even told Pop this. Like, I actually golf the worst when I'm with you guys. <laughs> like, no joke. I was thinking about this, and I was hyper-analyzing it a little bit. It's because you guys all take golf so seriously, and, like, you get your range finders out. I don't. And I don't own a range t- finder. No, I know, but, to, uh, like, Pop and McNulty especially, and you take it – I mean, you get upset pretty upset when you don't hit a good ball. Like, you guys all take it a lot more serious than I do. So then I'm trying to keep up, hacking away on the sidelines over here, in the, out in the rough of the fairway. And I'm getting in my head like, shit, I'm falling behind. I can't keep up with it. Like, but when I'm with like Jake or like others in the firm or just other buddies like out golfing, I golf so much better. And it's like because I don't take it as serious as, as you guys do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not maybe you don't take it more seriously. You've just more uh, pop especially, just more gifted at golf. So it's just it comes so easy to him that it's like, well, I'm not taking it too seriously. I just He's put a lot of time and effort and practice in, so I don't know that he's naturally gifted but he definitely plays better than any of us. Um, well, he plays hockey and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, he's got some I'll say this. muscle memory. I've played better individual rounds with Patrick and I and with Pop and I 
and you and I have never just played just you and I, so I don't know. We've been the rain. Um, but yeah, I play better outside of that group as well. But when I'm playing golf with you three, it's more about shooting the shit and talking about everything but golf. While I do take the golf seriously, and those two take it very seriously as well. So I think that's where, for you, your focus is in other places. So well, my focus is not falling behind and slowing the pace yeah. of game and the golf to... is secondary to you you don't have as much fun playing golf as you do spending time with your friends no. whereas we like over a glass of wine or something like the that. three of us are very competitive from a sporting perspective and take the golf seriously first and foremost and the camaraderie is secondary to the golf yeah well mine would definitely be inverted yeah but no that's that's a good observation that people relax and have fun in different ways so well in case in point also the wine tasting because i'm like sitting here tasting some wine with my buddies like that was i thought that was enjoyable mm -hmm. and then it was enjoyable until pop started talking well the thing was right so he and i walk into a bar because that's all a winery is it's a pretentious bar and I'm of this opinion when I go to anywhere. If you don't know what you want, get the hell out of the way and let somebody that does know what they want get to the front of the line and get what they want. Don't ask someone how many IPAs they have. Don't ask how many varietals of friggin' Cab Sov they have. Don't ask if it's a California grape, a Washington grape, or a Australian grape. Just walk up and say, I like Cab Sovs, pour me one. Right? If you don't like it, don't order that shit again. But what if they have an Australian and you haven't had it before and you want to try it? then ask for a glass of it. Don't ask for a friggin' revisit or a taste or some other bullshit. Anyway, um, I, I speak wine well. I like wine. So I know what, what you're doing when it's good on the nose, good on the mouth. It's You know, all of that stuff, I can speak about it, but I commit to a full glass. So I think where, I'm, what were we talking about? I've lost my way here. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't like the pretentious nature of that stuff. So while you think that's lovely, and you know what? I think it's great if you're on a date or something, they'd be like, oh yeah, you go try five different wines and you'll think I'm sophisticated, whatever. I don't think it's sophisticated. I think it's just utter pretentious horseshit. Like, commit to a glass and if you don't like it, don't order it again. <laughs> What's funny to me is that you get that worked up about it. Like, yeah. I don't get that worked up about much of anything. So, <laughs> so I'm just like... Oh, I remember I'm where like, I was going. Who cares? I remember where I was going with this. So we walked in and basically said, can, I, can we just get a glass? I was, I was can we just get a glass? <laughs> We don't do glasses, we only do tastings. Because it's a tasting room. But I want to buy a glass. Like, why can't I buy a glass of wine? Just, I know what I like. Pour me the glass, I'll drink the glass. Anyway, we digress. We've been talking about this for a long time. Let's move on to actually having fun. And Anyway, so... I don't know, I find this amusing. <laughs> I know you do, hopefully others do too. We don't do everything just for you, Ben. Why not? This is why... You like wineries and normal people don't. Um, I think you're going to be wrong on that. I, I hope. I'm sure I am. Like people are going to be like, oh, it's so lovely. I love how you pretended to say that in such a pretentious tone right there too. Oh, it's so lovely. Like they're all like bleach their assholes or something. Like, God, you're such a dick. Let's take another poll. Is Steven a dick? Everybody respond. Like I'm going to call out my friend Adrian. We walk into bars. Ponytail? Yes, yeah. no, I'll call out the fact he needs a haircut as well, but um, <laughs> man buns are not cool, regardless of what GQ says. Um, and <laughs> it's like, look, I, granted, I don't have much of a palate for beer. I hate IPAs. I don't want it to taste like 
what that tastes like. <laughs> but then he wants to know, well, what IPAs do you have? Well, does it matter? They all taste the same. It's all shit. But they don't taste the same. They do. No. IPA is literally <laughs> spoiled beer. The same. And they churn them out because it's the easiest, crappiest beer to make. Dude, that's like saying shoes are just shoes, Stephen. Like, just buy a pair of shoes and quit being so pretentious about Maybe what shoes you wear. Silly. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, who cares if they're Nike or Adidas? Yeah. They're shoes, Stephen. Yeah. Now you're just Steven, being silly. Stephen, they're shoes. Now you're just being silly. What do you care? So I want to go on the what are you doing for yourself stuff here. And we're not talking about wineries and breweries like and IPAs shoes. anymore. That's something that you can do for yourself if that's fun. I buy shoes all the time, and it makes me feel good, and it's fun for me. Nike and Kohan, which is Nike. Well, they used to have (laughs) Nike soles, but they sold them back. Um, But no, so I want to talk about it from a mental health standpoint. Obviously, we took a focus on mental health last year, right? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty made having fun much harder. (laughs) At least traditional fun. The things that. I do for fun, yeah, right? No, and I think we've talked you. about this before. You. So all of the things that I do, I like to travel to new places. I like to go to concerts, sporting events, mm-hmm. the gym, bars and restaurants. What am I missing? <laughs> I know there's something else. But those are basically my outlets, right? I couldn't go to sporting events. There wasn't any sport for the first six months of it. Couldn't go to concerts. Still no concerts. Um, I couldn't go to bars and restaurants. They were shut down. Takeaway food sucks, right? It's all soggy. There's there's literally a few kinds of food. Pizza, Asian food, and a few other genres that transfer well to eating at home, right? Um, and then the gym. I couldn't go to the gym, so I had to adjust and go elsewhere for the gym. And So a lot of the fun things that I did for my mental health to feel good about myself... To make sure that every Monday morning I woke up with the same vigor and verve as I went to sleep with on Friday night, that wasn't there. So I had to adjust last year. A lot of people did. So we started doing online Zoom meetings and uh-huh. contests and quizzes and things like that. So where I'm going with this is that sometimes the type of fun you want to have isn't the type of fun you can have in the moment. And in order to keep yourself sane from a mental health standpoint there has to be an adaptability that you're willing to embrace Mm -hmm. so that and i don't mean go wine tasting but maybe you have to look at how other people are having fun and try that (laughs) does that make sense what i'm saying like from a mental health standpoint there has to be that balance of i think if i were to put it in I mean, you got to play on the field that you're on, too. You can't go play on the other field, right? If the field, if you're playing soccer and this is the field you're playing on, you got to play on that field, even if you like the other field better. Yeah. I mean, you might have more fun on that field because it's better lit. I don't know. Maybe the goalposts are bigger, which I know isn't true. They're all the same size, Ben. It's all regulated. Stephen's just looking at me now. Interesting analogy. Interesting analogy. Okay. Yeah. But no. And and I think that's that's a very wise piece of of, of uh, insight. We'll call it. But is adapting right? Mm-hmm. And I think adaptability also leads to increased happiness because if you're a more adaptable person, you're going to be more likely to be able to just find the joy in in, in the things. Is which is also why I talk about spontaneity. Right. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes 
the best memories I have are times of spontaneity, come out of times of spontaneity, right? And and have been some of the most life-giving moments as well are the times that have come out of spontaneity. Like if we decided we were going to stay in Walla Walla that night, it mm-hmm. would have been more fun and more meaningful in the long term than it would have been if it was planned out to me. Yeah. Right? Well, even the trip itself was fairly spontaneous. It was just me literally itching to play golf the week before and saying – Let's go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. And then Patrick threw that spot out. And I was like, in. (laughs) You two ask permission. (laughs) So I think spontaneity, I agree with you, is one of those things that when I look back, and I'm going to use something that probably is going to hark back to a previous life for me, but some of the best times I've had in a restaurant, a bar, or... You go out for a beer at 8 p.m. And the next thing you know, it's 2.30 on a Tuesday night in downtown Spokane, surrounded by people. Half of them you've known you a long time and half of them, it's like, I've never met you before, but you're a ton of fun and you make new friends. Yeah. So when I was new to town, I only had a few people in my social circle. So that, that happened to me more often than I care to mention where it's 2.30 and I know I've got to work the next day, but I'm drunk and I'm having fun and I'm making new friends and... This wasn't planned. This was supposed to be dinner and a beer. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that happens. And I've still got memories and stories from But them. as you get older, too, like, that changes. Your body can't bounce back a lot, you know, if that's what we're talking about, having fun, i.e. Mm-hmm. going out with your friends, having a beer. Uh, the other part, and I just wrote this down, is, like, I think what happens a lot of time with regard to the spontaneity is you don't allow yourself to be spontaneous anymore. Even when you have the opportunity to do so, you let logic take over and you let, like, well, I really should be doing this instead, or I really should, like, when it's like the stars are aligned, you can go and do it. All it takes is going and doing it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's times where that happens, but people still won't do it. They still won't let themselves be spontaneous because it's just so outside of their comfort zone that they forgot how to be spontaneous even. Well, do you remember how Vegas came around last year? Yeah. It was like a, I said, we should just go to Vegas on like a, was it Thursday morning or something like that? it happened we recorded a podcast episode and at the end of the podcast episode it was a thursday you're right or was it it was a thursday thursday morning because i was like we booked it that evening yeah and you said well lauren kind of wants me out the house this weekend because she's potty potty training weston and i said what do you mean she wants you out the house well i've kind of got a hall pass like she only wants one voice and you know, she doesn't want me telling him and her telling him. She just wants one voice. He's going to have no pants on. And basically, I was like, okay. So I was like, how big a hall pass? Starting to inquire. And you said, well, I don't know. I was like, like out of town hall pass? You were like, I think so, sure. So I just said from nowhere, I was like, Vegas, let's go to Vegas. And you were like, ah, uh, shit, what have I done? And <laughs> We're starting on the boy. Yeah. And I was like, see if you can go to Vegas. So you text her. And I think, honestly... I know that she always means what she says, but I think she's like, sure, you can go to Vegas. Like, sure, that's going to happen. It's Thursday. You think Lauren might think that um, way? But honestly, when she says, like, go to Vegas, because she knows me <laughs> at this point, she knows, like, hey, I'm going to go to Vegas and you tomorrow. Had never she been, knows that I'm... You had never yeah, been, to been to Vegas before. But you said you'd never been, like, in the context that I go to Vegas, like, gambling and doing no, all that stuff. No, we were just sitting by the pool. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And you got the all clear... So then we went to breakfast at the satellite or brunch or lunch and you wanted oh, yeah. a beer because it was a stressful day in the market, remember? Oh, you were just was. like, Yeah, the market yeah. closed and I was not happy. I do yeah, that. like it shut early in the day. Like yeah, it was circuit break. But it was all in 
it was leading up to COVID, and at this point, we're like, seriously, what's this COVID? Like, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> a thing. The market's in the toilet. Like, what the hell's going on? So, and that following week was St. Patrick's Day. So, basically, I pulled up flights. I pulled up a package deal, and I said, we can leave tomorrow morning, leave Friday, get back Sunday. And it's okay. going to be like 300 bucks <laughs> a piece, staying in Caesar's Palace. Yeah. We'll go to the pool. And you were like, let me just, you actually did double check with Lauren. Like, Stephen's legitimately about to hit book on, <laughs> on, on flights in a hotel. <laughs> and it happened. But it was yeah. so spontaneous. It was tons fun. of fun. fun. Yeah. Like, we did, we did cool things down there. But I think also, for those times when you can't be spontaneous and you know you need a break, because there's a lot of times where I'm, people will tell me, like, oh, I'm just so busy, I can't even take a break. I'm like, that is your efficiency goes down so much that you'd be better off just taking a break and coming back and hitting it again if you would just allow yourself that opportunity to go take a day and take a break, right? So when you feel yourself burning out, though, is what I would say, is like those are the times where you need to go, you know what, I love bike riding. I'm going to go out and I'm going to ride my bike for the afternoon and I'm going to meet a couple buddies at the pretentious brewery (laughs) that Stephen doesn't like and we're going to have a couple of IPAs and we're going to taste them because they're all so different. And I'm going to enjoy my afternoon, right? And so it's like when you know you need to do those things, when your body tells you and your mind tells you you need to do those things, you need to get out of your own way and actually do those things. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the problem with a lot of people is they don't actually get out of their way. And I've gotten better about doing that, I think. And it's just like, nope. I I know that I'm 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 starting to I'm starting to swim with a snorkel is my analogy right I, I'm like I'm not keeping my head above water right now so I need to step away and I need to put some strength back in my body and back my arms so that I can tread water at least again so yeah it's so important do it something else that I would really hark on is the importance of truly finding good things and fun things in every task right. And there's the old adage that every day isn't good, but there's good in every day, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like the, it's the same with every task. Have you not heard that before? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, every day isn't good, but there's good in every day. So it's like when you're at home and you've done a, a load of laundry. I don't mind putting stuff in the machine. I don't mind changing it over to the dryer. I hate putting it away, right? And I used to be the person that it would, when I was younger, I'd dump it on my bed. And when it was time to go to bed, I would throw it back in the basket. <laughs> and then in the morning, I would dump it on the <laughs> bed. And it, it, sometimes it was like shirt. sometimes it was like a three or four day ordeal. Oh my gosh! Right? Now I'd do it right away, not because I enjoy it, but because I know that the gratification of getting it done and knowing that all my clothes are hung up. Yeah, it's like working out. My socks are where they're supposed to be. My undercrackers are where they're supposed to be. <laughs> everything's hung up where it's supposed to be hung up shoes are where they're supposed to be and when I'm looking for something I'm not going through a pile of laundry you know have you ever done that where there's a pile of laundry and you're looking for one shirt and you know that shirt's in that pile of laundry and you go through it five times and then you find it where you were like literally on that side of the pile where you started and you're just like how was that not how did I not see it the first time so there's an example of doing something for the gratification right for the fun slash peace of mind that you got something good out of it, right? Um, another example, I'll tell you somebody that embodies this and, and then I'll tell a story about one of our earliest times spent together. Uh, Mark Smith, who we had on the podcast before, mm-hmm. he will literally say out loud, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And what he means by that is, we're going to make this fun, right? 
So he and I were going through rehab together for different injuries. He had an ACL reconstruction. So there was a big chunk of his hamstring cut out. Oof. And then that was a, there was a hamstring, hamstring tendon that they used to do the ACL. Um, sorry, hamstring ligament. Um, so they cut a chunk of your hamstring and they connect that as basically an anterior cruciate ligament. You, so you can do that or you can do cadaver. So he was rehabbing his... Um, the knee was fine, but the you've got to build the strength back up in the hamstrings. I had ripped my ankle to pieces. We were going to the same PT. We would schedule at the same time. So I'd get there, he'd get there. At the end of our uh, sessions, we were always having fun with the girls. So they, I would be doing my exercise, he'd be doing my, his exercises. We'd be throwing things at each other, trying to knock each other over and just messing with each In other PT. as we're doing balance and PT and stuff. So then at the end, we always did electrostimulus, right? So he'd have his little thing and you turn it, it's basically got a, a dial from zero to 10 and I would have mine. So for fun, just to drive the PT girls crazy, he would hand me his and I would hand him mine and we would just take turns on cranking it up and <laughs> ah, we'd be, you know, the whole leg would seize up and we'd be laughing like lunatics and then the other one would do it. And, but we were having fun, right? We made something that we had to do that really wasn't fun. Like I'm talking, when you're doing true rehab to an injury, it hurts, it sucks, you're sweating like a, a lunatic because it's really hard work. Painful. Yeah. You might as well have fun with it at the end of it, right? Might as well electrocute your friend. <laughs> but yeah, that's, like I said, he embodies that. It's like, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Which translated means he's going to make it fun. Or the other thing that I'll do in situations like that is if it's something that I know that needs to be done and it's not necessarily fun, it's not that I'll try to, I mean, I'm not the type of person that will lie to myself and say that it's going to be fun or I'm going to make it fun. But I'll say like, this is just part of what I need to do to get what I want. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like that motivation side comes in. Right. And so it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I've, I, I want to sleep better and I don't want my back to hurt. So yeah, I got to start working out again. So it's like, and part of that is getting up and going and working out again. So mm -hmm. it's like, I just do it. I'm not going to pretend that it's going to be fun or that I'm going to make it fun. And I, you know, you can try to do your best to make aspects of it fun, but there's just certain things that aren't going to be fun in life that you need to do. That's just mm -hmm. how life works. Right. Like to say that you can never not have fun is is wrong but it's like you can do your best to make it fun like mark's talking about right and and then just realize that it's not going to be fun not everything in life just works out as hunky-dory and, and roses all over the time right like it's like you sometimes have to do things you don't want to to actually mm -hmm. get what you want yeah so obviously this this podcast is about what you're doing for yourself i would actually challenge what you said there in a, in a really respectful way by the way not i think what you said is really good but i would add a caveat that when you challenge yourself and i'm going to use the military as a as a, a story here so when seals go through buds right buds is just miserable that's when they're in the water they're freezing they're cold the sand is everywhere those guys hate that in the moment mm-hmm but they look back on it fondly because they learn the camaraderie that it takes to get yeah. through difficult oh, situations, right? So the same thing for you, that for, for, for what you've said, yeah, it's not technically fun, but from a mental standpoint, I think the way you approach things dictates what you get out of it. So the whole, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it thing, can be as simple as you're the guy in the line that makes a joke when you're sitting in the water at Bud's, miserable, but you say something that lifts everybody's spirits, yeah. right? 
and they say that a rising tide lifts all ships. That's that's what people need. Mm-hmm. Making making a well timed no, joke in a bad with situation. Any of that at all. But that doesn't make the action fun. No, the action isn't fun. That's what I'm talking about. Working out. But the memories usually the action are. Is, well, of course. The, yeah, the, the memories are different than the actual action, mm-hmm. right? Like accounting, not exactly a fun thing that I'd want to go redo, right? <laughs> and it's a lot of these tests and things that we had to do for the accounting program at I did not enjoy. But that is something I needed to do to get me to where I am today or one of the avenues I needed to do to get me to where I am today, right? Yeah. Do I look back on it fondly? Absolutely. A lot of the friendships that I made out of there are very strong because we had to do things together that we didn't really want to do, right? Yeah. So there's that common denominator amongst us. And yeah, we're saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Is because... You, 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 I mean, during those tests, we would try to study in fun ways. What's a way that we can quiz each other that's kind of fun, right? Or what are the things you can do? What are the little flares? It's not going to make the whole process fun, mm-hmm. but it breaks up, again, the routine and the boringness and monotony sometimes yeah. of it. And you're right. We're saying the same thing with the exception of the mindset piece. I think approaching something from the mindset that this is going to suck, right? If you just say this is going to suck and walk in with that attitude, it is going to suck and it's probably going to be twice as bad and you won't have good memories of it but if you walk in with a mindset that this is not my favorite thing and this is really going to suck but i'm going to get something out of this and i'm going to have achieved something by the end of this then you know whether it's mm. doing laundry shoveling shit whatever you do well i think what i said is that yeah yeah you, you just changed one. up the process like oh let's find a new process to make this a little more interesting no what i'm saying is there's some actions that are going to suck and mm-hmm. there's no way of sugarcoating that. And and you can pretend like mm-hmm. they're going to be fun, but they're going to suck. Yeah. And that's part, it's a step to get to where you want to be. Right. So you're doing that because it's a step to where you, so when you're going into that, you gritting it. I mean, you, you know, this is going to suck, but this is what yeah. I'm going to do to get to where I want to be. And so that's what motivates you to get through it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would never, the first five years of five nights, I wouldn't tell somebody that this is going to be, I mean, there's certainly aspects of it that are fun, right? But it's hard, and you're going to feel like you're failing, you're going to want to quit, and it sucks, and you're not making any money, but then stuff starts happening, right? And it mm-hmm. starts working, so and then it becomes more fun and less stressful. And I don't know, that's like anything in life. It's, you know, there's going to be aspects of it that are just not fun, but that's all part of the process. Yeah. There's also the, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to be on tabitha's podcast last week mm-hmm. it's called keeping tabs with tabitha um or keeping tabs with stephen brown was the name of my episode um keeping, keeping tabs. tabs on stephen brown um i don't know why she'd want to keep tabs on but him. one of the questions she asked me you had asked me before right and oh, it was um, well she it very much was like a traditional interview where she had questions yeah, I got okay. to answer. She would yeah. ask another question. There was still conversation, but it was, and my answers were verbose, shall we say. I think more so than some of the answers she would have got from other people. But she asked if you could go back and give advice to younger you, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And I said, funny you ask. Ben asked me this as well at some point in our podcast. Yeah. And the answer I gave to her was the same as the answer I gave to you. And it's that, everything's going to be all right but it's more than that it's like look if it's not all right it's not the end and you have the power to change that right so that's kind of the mental part that i think i've been talking about to where yeah everything isn't always fun 100 percent of the time but from a mental perspective if you prepare yourself to come into something knowing 
that there's a reward at the end just for completing it. Mm -hmm. And that reward isn't always physical. It might be used to get to the next it's step. It's not always tangible. It's just I've done that. I've earned it. I've, to your point, earned the next step. I can take one step out. I'm not in this room anymore. I'm in that room. Yeah. I'm not with this I'm group advancing. anymore. I'm with that group. Advancing. So that's, I think it's something that I actually almost contradicted myself on this morning, am I thinking, because I actually, now when that question's asked, I'll have to caveat it. Because I was just thinking about it when she tagged me in a post saying, go listen to this episode. I'm like, I still think that's really good advice. But at the same time, when I think of 15, 18, 21-year-old me, even if it was me that found a time machine and went back and said, here's some advice I'm going to give you, unless it was tangible advice to, hey, here's how you're going to make a million by betting on this, buy this, buy Amazon yeah. stock now yeah. and just hold it for 10 years, I would do that. But if I <laughs> if I went back and tried to give myself life advice, I don't think I would have listened. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of perspective. Yeah, sometimes that. No, and it'd have to be that your past self understands that the perspective and the what you've gone through. Mm -hmm. I think if I was answering this question, it would be like control the inputs, right? Control your effort. Focus on your efforts, and throw away the results. Like don't focus on the results. Because I think a lot of time, like you know the things that you're supposed to do, right? And as long as you know that they're positive actions and you continue to do those positive actions, that the results will come. But you can't control when the results come. Yeah. So, so there's a whole... Have a little fun. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, I was going to say there's a whole different off. podcast there and it's kind of on a, how the world wants equality of outcome, not equality of opportunity or equality of input. And everything is based mm -hmm. on equality of outcome. Everything from yeah. from sexism to, you know, the racism stuff that we talk about in today's society. It's like, look, I firmly believe that everybody has the same amount of opportunities at to a certain level. I'm not saying that people's circumstances aren't different. I'm not saying that other people don't have obstacles to overcome, that some people don't. But essentially, the basic set of opportunities exists for everybody and to think that the outcome is what we should focus on as opposed to what people have done with the opportunities presented mm -hmm. is is wrong to me but yeah there you go i think you just took me down on a whole different podcast was, we could have like I don't, I don't know where steven's going with this one guys so bear, yeah. bear with us uh talking about the ways that you rest right because i think people assume that like oh i need to go sit and read a book and that's how i'll rest but i think understanding the ways at which you as your own individual rest is actually really important and sometimes takes a lot of soul searching because i've had to do this where it's like sometimes i get to the point where i physically need rest and i think there is a differentiation between physical rest and mental rest right so knowing how you physically rest i.e you know, taking a nap sitting and reading a book letting your body just be in the state of being and resting versus a mental uh uh, mental break, which could be getting out and mountain biking, riding your, uh, I was going to say bike, but I guess I just said mountain biking, <laughs> getting mm -hmm. out, go for a run, playing golf, doing something more physical and outside related, or maybe it's video games, maybe mental, maybe video games. I don't know what it is for you, but it's mm -hmm. like, I think the differentiation between physical uh, rest and mental rest. And a lot of the time people try to mentally rest by physically resting, which can help to some degree. But I think for me, the biggest one that I need most of the time is mental rest. Mm -hmm. And I try to 
try to you know rest by physically resting and it's like okay you're doing that a little bit but what your brain and your body is really looking for is again is that novelty that Mm -hmm. excitement of doing something right and that like something new and different right and so I, i think it's i think it's important that people do a little soul searching as to how they go about actually mentally resting versus just physically resting. Yeah, I like that. And that's it's actually really interesting. It's it's a concept that I used to struggle with. Um, Me too. And I'll say this, I think there's a definite connection between mind and body. Oh, and there 100%. is a way for you to physically rest and mentally rest at the same time, right? So meditation, um, sometimes you can be 100% mentally stimulated, but still be resting your mind, if that makes sense, because you're taking a break from what is causing stress and and cortisol to flow through your system i would say this as well so the uh the mental part i'm blessed you're blessed on a weekly basis one of our four in that text stream will text and say what are you guys doing for lunch invariably one of the other three is available or hey do you want to go and get a coffee do you want to go for a walk Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that from me, and I'm guessing from you guys, it's because you would have a mentally challenging morning. You've got an opening in your calendar, and that's how you're pressing reset. And sometimes when you guys aren't available, I put the AirPods in, and I'll go for a walk to get coffee or a sandwich to bring back to my desk. But just that 15, 20-minute lull and getting out, Mm. fresh air, not staring at a problem, focusing on fixating almost obsessively on what has to be done Mm -hmm. and i think you touched on this earlier when you said there might be deadlines but you've still got to take time for yourself just change your scenery for a second and it's going to boost both your mental metabolism and your physical metabolism and that you're now going to be prepared for the rest of that day and that's going to give you more energy than a cup of coffee will totally well i think to to your point a little 15 minute walk i you know There is so, as you get older, you start to realize this and you're like, sounds so dumb, but it's like, there is so much power in a 15 minute walk. Mm -hmm. It's like, and you don't really think about it until it's like, especially if you're in a bad state of being right now, like if you're like, I'm just grumpy and I'm in a bad spot. Like if you go for a 15 minute walk and come back, like, I don't know what happens Mm -hmm. within 15 minutes while you're walking. And if you allow yourself to be removed from the situation, obviously, both mentally and physically, like. Something happens within 15 minutes of walking where you come back and you're rejuvenated a lot of the time. It's, it's, it's really an interesting thing. And I have to get better at knowing that, like, I, I, I now can, like, see, like, I am mentally, like, not in a good spot right now. Like, I need to go remove myself, take a couple minutes, take some breaths, go for a walk around the house or the office or whatever. and then Usually after back. spending time with me. Usually after spending time with Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's actual science behind this, and I'm trying to remember the book that I can recommend to you um, and it will come to me. But no, there's actual science behind going for a walk. Is like there? Yeah. Literally I'm sure. I'm not surprised at all. Changes the, the, the uh, chemical the blood flow makeup in your brain. Get the chemical stuff going, I'm sure. Um, it will come to me. I'm, sure. I'm just going to sit Probably bolt upright. Probably 1 a.m. when I get I'm going to be asleep tonight and just sit upright yes. and say it out loud. Um, <laughs> but it's in my audible. I'll have to, I'll probably, but there's science to it. There's literal science to getting up and walking. You don't even have to go outside, but walking away Get from your what you're working on. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that's that connection between mind and body and underst- 
understanding the difference between physical rest, mental rest, and how you can be mentally resting but physically active and vice versa yep. is so important. Mm-hmm. Things that you can do in autopilot sometimes. You know, well, the, learning which one of those is what you need right now. And I think that's why so many people, including myself, need that cathartic release of doing something physical every day. So when you do, and I know you get the same benefits, but when you go to the gym or you get on the Peloton bike as you've been doing now, for you, it's with a, a goal in mind. And while you get that cathartic release, I don't know that it's, you You can live without it, but you know mentally, like I'm not going to sleep well. And it's a different mental health for yeah. you versus that cathartic, oh, I did something physical. Now my mind can not worry about that and actually move on to and I'll say it feels other good successes. after working out. Like it does feel good. Yeah. You feel like a different renewed energy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's certainly, uh, I wouldn't say working out is like, oh my gosh, I just love working out. It's my favorite. I'd much mm-hmm. rather like a wine tasting. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting on a bit here. We're at 40 some odd minutes. I want you succinctly, and I'll do the same. Row, row. To sum up what you do for yourself in order to reboot and get right and get back to a good place when things and you can give different examples if you want. Yeah, that's what my answers will be. So it won't be succinct. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> it's a podcast. That's what I'm like, We're supposed to talk. I mean and, and I've had to learn, like I said, I mean that mental versus physical thing. I think is real, and I say that because I think it's mostly for my own benefit, honestly. Like, a lot of what I need is physically, I can keep going. Like, I, 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 like Lauren will tell you, like, I, I, I will, I could be busy all day, every day, and my body, my physical energy won't really run out. Like, I will just keep going. It's like, oh, yeah, we're gonna go to breakfast with friends, and then I'm gonna go to work for 10 hours, and then we're gonna go to happy hour, and then we're gonna go play with the kids, and then we're gonna go to dinner with friends, and then we're gonna do that. Like, I would just keep going, whereas she's like, I'm done. <laughs> But so for me, mine is more honestly, I think about a mental rest from a lot of things because my brain doesn't shut off. Like my brain will be like my physical side and that it will constantly be going. But my mental side gives out before my physical side mm-hmm. does, if that makes any sense. So I'm like, I need to have, you know, half an hour, hour to just, I mean, sometimes it's, it, it is my physical and my mental will go to just lay on the bed and scroll through Instagram honestly or it's to read a book or so occasionally i'll go out and i'll just go for a walk by myself uh when the weather's nice it's a it's a ride in the convertibles like i mm-hmm. i will i like to just drive as well by the way that's so yeah, cathartic like i'll to turn me. on the radio mm-hmm. and i'll turn on the, some music and i'll listen to some great music and i'll go for a half an hour drive in the warm weather right and like nothing is better than a convertible ride especially if I can go somewhere to meet a buddy and have a beer. Mm-hmm. Like that's my thing. Like that's how I rest is like, and then talk about a topic that I enjoy, like cars, travel, business, like all of those types of things. Like if I can go, if I can get in one of my convertibles and it's like, you know, 78 degrees out and I'm driving to a pub to have a beer, preferably on a patio if it's 78. And we're going to talk about like, pick anything almost anything fun at least like we can talk about going on a vacation we can talk about boobs and beer titties and beer (laughs) an american cheer i didn't think i didn't expect you to say that but that's a fun song titties and beer beer. thank god i ain't never mind (laughs) god you've you've loosened up on this podcast i love it but uh (laughs) 
I've got a hat. It's a picture. I'll show you this hat. And on it says, titties, beer, and Christmas cheer. And it's the Christmas hat. <laughs> yep. But, um, you know, sometimes it's it's just that. They're just a convertible ride. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes at work, when I'm getting a little mentally, it's like I'm going to go listen to a song that I know bucks in, like music, right? So it's like I'll I have listen a few, to some music yeah. and I'll pop some, you know, headphones in and all before I got to do calls that I don't want to do. I'm like, I'm just going to take, you know, four minutes, listen to the song, kind of get, start bumping my feet a little bit and start moving them around da- like dancing in my chair, squirming a little bit and like doing something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it just changes your mood. So, yeah. So it wasn't succinct. <laughs> no, that's great. We came full circle actually. And one of the things you talked about, like you talked about, um, how do you unplug and not look at your phone? For me, it's golf. Yeah. I don't look at my phone when I'm golfing. Like it's there, yeah. but I go 45 minutes to an hour often on the golf course. Yeah. Regardless of what deadlines there are. Um, well, nothing you're going to do about it on the golf course. No. I mean, I can take a call. I, I have taken calls on the golf course, but only because I saw they were calling at the time that I happened to be by my phone. Yeah. But yeah, the phone isn't in my pocket. Um, so golf does that for me. The other thing, and I'm old fashioned in this regard, I love vinyl love vinyl mm-hmm. records mm-hmm. most people only consume music through electronic devices now yeah, yeah and i think i've told you this before when i truly need to oh, a moment there's one song i don't think you'll remember it but i put it on and i put it on in vinyl and i just lay there in a dark room sometimes it's a light room sometimes it's you know the dog will be between my legs or whatever and i just lay there and i'll put this song on over and over again Redemption song by Bob Marley and I don't even like reggae music I don't like a lot of Bob Marley's other music but that song will just center me and I know this sounds really cheesy but it will put me from the world's going to end I'm stressed out to life ain't so bad yeah that's one that's the beauty of the arts I think sometimes right it's like certain certain pieces be it visual or auditory Mm -hmm. like can speak to you and have that evoke that type of emotion which is cool too to center you yeah there's there's even a line in the song and it says emancipate yourself from mental slavery none but ourselves can free our mind Hmm, and it's like yeah that just resonates i've got a couple of songs like that that was when weston was born and he wasn't sleeping and we were sleep deprived and Nothing will test your marriage like a child. <laughs> like, if you're thinking, like, oh, my marriage is struggling, we should have children, that's a dumb life decision. But if you're, like, like Lauren and I have never, like, we don't fight, really. Like, we'll definitely discuss things, but we don't fight. Um, like, oh, children, that'll change things a little bit. And there was a couple songs that I remember just driving in the truck being like, how are we going to survive having a child? Like, oh, my God, not our marriage as much as just, like, my mental capacity, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And there was a country song it's called Everything is Going to Be All Right, and I would just, like, listen to that on repeat a lot of the time. I was like, oh, yeah, everything's going to be all right. That's right. Like going full Rain Man, you know, rocking back and forth, going, oh. Yeah. It's amazing how music, art, TV show even can do that, right? Oh, totally. Like, my, my two go-tos, and, like, people always ask, like, what are you binging on Netflix? And, and I'm like, I don't really watch much serious. Like, I put stuff, there's three, there's three shows that are on constant repeat. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Which is a great one. Friends. Which is another great And one. Big Bang Theory. I haven't watched much of the Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory's freaking hilarious. And Callie Kowoko. How I Met I would Your marry Mother her. was awesome. Yeah. Did I ever... 
tell you about the collar stays that Lauren bought me? <laughs> no. So she got, my wife, got me custom-made collar stays. And so each oh, of, you did? Yeah, 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 yeah. Each of the collar stays is like embroidered with the saying from How yeah. I Met Your Mother. That's awesome. <laughs> how you doing? Challenge accepted. <laughs> how you doing from friends? I know. That's a good one, too, though. Yeah. And it might be on there because she did mix it up a bit. Okay. Yeah. Not So, like, TV-wise, unless it's sport, I'm putting stuff on as, like, background noise to just, like, zone out and laugh at some of the totally jokes. And I'm not really into binge-watching TV and I especially don't like... I, I used to love uh, uh, Criminal Minds. Yeah. But do you know where I really struggle? I really struggle anywhere... And this will put me in a bad mood instead of giving me a release. Anywhere women or children are abused. Yeah, I don't do both abuse. that show yeah. loves. It, it, it stresses can, me out. Yeah, I can, yes. that would drive me to violence. No. That puts me in a horrible mind space to where, you know, yeah. And, and if I see that in the street yeah, or I funny. see that in other places, I'm the same. L- Lauren will be wa- watching a show like that. And she knows that I don't watch shows like that because mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't deal with it. And she'll be watching it all coming. I was like, why are you watching this garbage? Like, this is crap. Like, turn it yeah. off. Like, don't put this in your head. No, like, I, I really enjoy the... But the weird but thing is... It relaxes some people, I guess. I listen to podcasts about true crime. I just don't want to watch shows like that because TV's a release, whereas podcasts is a, a learning thing. And I love the, the psychological piece of it to learn what commonalities there are with that stuff. So that's, that's weird because in one... And in, in the the audio, I really enjoy true crime podcasts and and learning about why people did things and how they did it. But I don't want to do that in my my release my TV. It's weird. I kind of compartmentalize so much. I like it. So, cool. yeah, well, we've been rambling on long enough. We have. We've talked about what we do for ourselves. Yeah. Hopefully, Some ways to hopefully center on how you might be able to. Yeah, mentally or physically relax and do a little soul surgery and have that. discussions about this stuff. Like it's it's okay to talk to your friends about this. It's okay yeah. to talk to your family, wife. Be spontaneous too. Whoever it needs to be, husband, like just have a chat about this Absolutely. and learn what their things are as well, mm-hmm. so that you can respect those and, and give mm-hmm. them the time and the sometimes privacy to do that. Yeah. So like it. All right. Well, rate us, review us, like us, share us. You guys have been doing a good job of that. We'd love to see more of it. Always want to see more of it. Why not mm-hmm. want to see more? I want to see more. Yeah. We appreciate you. All of you. I appreciate you too, Ben, but don't I tell anybody. You. Um sometimes. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom. I said it right that time. Boom. <laughs>